What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Dame DNYDC. Two mics up. Hey, we've moved on and we are back here now for season five. All new episodes. And today's guest is, is a very special person. You've seen him appear in several different films, TV. He's had a, a broad history uh, in the entertainment field. And, you know, I'm happy to have the time to sit with him. You know, he took time out of his busy schedule to rock with us today. And what I'm going to do is for you, I'm going to bring to you to the to the stage today, uh, today's guest, uh, Mr. Brett Chapin. Brett, how are you doing this morning, my friend? Well, I should say, well, I know the time difference uh, is morning for you as we record this, but how are you doing today? And I see we have you on mute. Ah, there we you go. Do you do have me on mute. How's that? <laughs> All right, much better. How you doing today, Brett? I'm doing great. It is morning. Great to great to be here. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I appreciate it. So you know, I want to. I like to, you know, kind of get into some background information with you. You know, get, tell us, you know, who Brett Hapen is. You know, I know you come from a big family. You know, a, a great upbringing. So kind of give us some background about yourself, Brett. Yeah, well, I, um, I I grew up mainly in uh, Southern California here, in and around Southern California. Um, from high school on, it was uh, in Laguna Beach um, and became interested in acting. I got some great training uh, down there, uh, going through a conservatory and repertory program at the Laguna Playhouse. And uh, see, moved up to L.A. here um, early 2000s. Wow. Well, you know, so I have to ask. You know, you talk about your early background, you know, in the repertory and, and, and doing all that type of thing. So early on with stage and theater, you know, maybe really your focus, because, you know, how did that transition for you, you know, to then getting to acting? Like, was that your base? Really? Was that what you really wanted to do, you know, as a young child? Yeah, I think stage was um, where, where I got my start and, and it'll always uh, probably be my first love. Um, just growing up, going to theater and working in theater and, and all that, um, I think really gave me a great base for working in other types of medium, uh, film and, and television. I think theater is a, a great training ground for, for somebody um, just starting out. And, and it's a continual proving ground for an actor all through their career, I think. You know, I have to ask too, Dan, because again, someone who has no theatrical talent like myself, uh, and really does not really understand. But you know, I I hear and I've had several guests on before and uh, refer to like the fourth wall, and mm -hmm. and really, how different is that, or is it the same when you're on stage, you know, and you have like that live audience feel, but sometimes when you're on set, maybe working with a green screen or some type of backdrop, like. Are they the same or are they different? And is the energy or vibe for you the same or different? There's similarities and differences. I think, um, you know, when you're working on stage, you get the immediate audience feedback, um, which is which is great. You know, getting you can feel the energy if they 
are disliking you, if you're the villain or if they're rooting for you, if you're the hero, you can really, it's a, it's an energy and a give and take between an audience and, and a cast that's very, very interesting. So you get that immediate feedback. Um, and, and it's also something that I think uh, that show or that moment is something that lives in only the actors and, and the creative um, uh, people's memory and the audience's memory for that moment in time. Whereas yeah. film is um, sort of uh, captured in that moment in time, but you can replay it at any time. You don't yeah. specifically share in that experience of that mm. moment. Um, right. So it's a little different. It's a little different. And I can tell, so which one though gives you the greater uh, sense of, I don't want to say accomplishment because both are an accomplishment, but mm. I, I'm curious to know like which one gives you like the, the bigger rush? Uh, you know, that on stage, like in the moment, uh, you know, hey, I got them. Like when you, like you said, the audience is applauding and cheering or they're, they're not to say booing or, or hissing because you're the villain. Or is it that, you know, that moment that you can kind of always replay over and over again, you know, from a movie or a TV? Yeah, I, I personally, I like the um, fly by the seat of your pants, get it right, <laughs> right now moment of theater. That's right. really something that I've really always enjoyed. And those those times when I have forgotten a line or or something has gone wrong, being able to know that you can improvise in that mm -hmm. moment and make it right or fix it as best you can, um, that's a real exciting rush. Not that I don't love film and, and television. I love that too. But you do get additional takes and additional chances to get it right, whereas True. theater, it, it has to be right um, exactly in that moment. I love that. I love, I was always curious to know that. But before mm -hmm. we continue the conversation too, Brett, so, you know, I'm pretty sure you try to stay, I mean, like most actors, I mean, this is your, your your job and entertainers, you know, your job is to try to stay busy, you know, booked and busy as much as possible. But I'm curious sure. to know, though, you know, for you, when you're not working on a project, right, and you're not, you know, booked and busy, you know, what do you like to do in your downtime? How do you spend your downtime? Um, you know, my downtime has been interesting over the, the last year because it's it's um, been spent doing a lot of running. Um, I, I kind of put a, um, a fitness challenge on myself this year to run a thousand miles in uh, 2022. Wow. And I'm, uh, let's see, I'm 930 miles in. So I've got a couple okay. weeks here left to go, but I'm, I should okay. be able to finish. And um, yeah, I've just been spending a lot of time with just self-improvement and um, trying to to get get myself right physically because I know that that always leads into other aspects of your life, the emotional, the mental. Um, mm. But it's um, for me this year. It started with the physical, so I've been spending a lot of time running. That you know, that's interesting, and I mean, it just makes me wonder too. Like you know, so much, so many of us are really still kind of coming out of the pandemic. You know, we're still transitioning, I guess, into the new normal. And mm -hmm. you know, was that one of the things for you? that, you know, by adding that part of the fitness, was that something that you wanted to add it on kind of for you to kind of come into your new normal and transition, you know, and kind of deal with some of the everyday stresses and things of life that so many of us being cooped up in the house or with our loved ones, sometimes you need that escape. And was that part of that, you know, was that part of your mental reset to, to add that as well? Yeah, I was running a little bit, but I think I really started running heavily around July of 2020, right in the midst of the pandemic, because wow. I was just, you know, I found myself sitting on the couch and and, and eating a lot of chips and, not, you know, <laughs> like we all were. And, um, you know, I had to do something to, to get out of the house. So 
the gym right near my house was opened up outside. They had an outside area where, where okay. they were having the treadmills and everything. And so I signed up there. I started doing that. And then um, this year started in with a uh, with thousand mile journey. And um, wow. it's just been, yeah, it, it was a real, real stress reliever during the pandemic. It really helped me out um, getting focused and um, just the process of just having a routine every morning and having giving myself a place to go even though i couldn't go to work i couldn't go you know we couldn't really go outside at all right um having that routine i think was really beneficial for me mm, I, I love that I, and i hope you know the reason why i actually i mean some of us still are um you know even myself i still find myself you know you know going back to work you know i still certain places you know most times i'm still putting the mask on just because um and again this is just me personal preference people i'm not I'm not advocating one way or the other. I'm just talking personal personal preference. Um, you know, we're, we're here in, in the DMV area, we still have high spikes and high levels. Um, you know, thank goodness people are not dying at the rate that they are. But I just think out of precaution. But again, you're trying to find that new normal. And I'm trying to do the same thing, you know, and I want people to really hear, you know, routine and create a habit that really helps get you up and get you moving uh, in a way that, you know, it, it becomes a stress relief. Like you said, you're not stuck in the house anymore. You're not eating chips all day. Um, and I just think it's important that we all add that in uh, as we move forward into this new normal. So little PSA, and we we got to get off that sidetrack and we're going to, you know, go ahead and continue the conversation. Because, you know, as an actor and, and, and a talented actor at that, I'm curious to know for you, Brett, like, what was that aha moment? That, you know, once you felt that that rush, I guess, if you will, from from being on stage that really wanted to propel you uh, to continue on and, and make this like a permanent part of your, your journey, you know, to be an actor and continue on. What was that? When did the light go off for you? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to answer that. But on the PSA thing real quick, I just want to say I think you're doing a great thing. I think you're doing the right thing and the responsible thing. Um, mm. just, you know, keep, keeping masks and, and keeping safe, even if it's too cautious, it's better to be too cautious and not cautious enough. So, yes, sir. Um, Thank you. real, real quick, just let you know, I think you're doing a great thing there. Um, but on the, um, uh, on, on the career journey for me, it was, um, I saw the film version of West Side Story wow. and that, um, I think I must've been eight or nine and wow. that just cemented it for me. You know, I seen. Tony up there doing his thing and and seeing a medium, I think that was the first musical I saw. So seeing a medium for the first time that combined singing, which is something that I loved and acting, which is something I, that I loved and seeing that the two could be combined in, in such a creative way um, was a real, real eye opener for me. Wow. Um, there was also a, a real specific moment and I don't know if every actor has this moment, but um, when I was 20, I was doing a, a show called Into the Woods as a musical. And um, I was on stage and I was looking at the, the lady that was playing my mother. And I don't know it's, if I just got lost in, in the lights or, or the moment or whatever, but it was just, I was looking at her and I was saying to myself, wow, this is really happening right now. I am, I am Jack and I am in this moment and I am this character and I'm not Brett for this moment and this feels wonderful i really like this i want to keep doing this wow. so um you know 
I remember that specific moment. I remember the West Side Story thing and then just being inundated with, with musicals and films growing up really um, helped solidify it for me as well. Man, that, that's awesome. Man. You took me back to my childhood, uh, West Side Story, and being able to see, you know, the film and uh, had the opportunity to go see it on Broadway. So, yeah, I, I can relate because oh. that was that was really my first introduction, um, you know, to, to theater and stage on that level. Um, so mm-hmm. it it was magical. Uh, the the pageantry and the and the music and and everything else going on was amazing. So uh, I agree with you totally in that. And then, you know, I, I, a lot of us have inspirations, you know, in our careers or things that we do. And I heard you you mentioned you talk about Tony and 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 seeing the show. Was there uh, or has there been or is there uh, a career inspiration? Was it someone or something that's been a, the biggest career inspiration? or to inspire you in your career? Um, I, I can name a, a, a few. I mean, uh, Al Pacino is, is, has been my favorite actor for quite a long <laughs> yeah. time. Um, I, I love Paul Newman. I think he's great. Um, when I was 10 years old, I wrote a fan letter to um, kind of an unknown actor um, who, who I really admired that was on a soap opera at the time named Stephen Gregory. And he, he wrote me back. And I remember being so inspired by by the fact that this actor that, that I thought was was a, a huge star, and, and looking back, he wasn't you know he wasn't right. a huge star, but in my mind, at ten years old, he was. And the fact that he had taken the time to write back to me and, and encourage me, it just um that was that was a real inspirational moment as well. Man, I, I love that. That that's big, and I and I think you know even um you know doing doing this and having this platform, um for me as a fan, period. Um, no one is too big or too small in my eyes, but I think it's the privilege of having, you know, a, a small amount of time to be able to get to know, you know, someone like yourself. Um, it really helps pour into to me as an individual, uh, and it really helps me to really see and see things from a different perspective or hear things that I probably would never have the opportunity of hearing, and then to have you share it with so many others, I think it's important. Um, because the world is really so small, you know, and we're, we're living in yeah. a, a strange time and it's just really important. I think that we really learn how to reconnect with each other and to have people of sometimes, you know, of celebrity status, it's good to know that, you know, what, Brett's just a regular guy and, and Brett is, you know, he has regular feelings and regular thoughts and, you know, regular ideas and things that I do. And I think that's really important. And that, that's why I love you know, doing this and being able to have these conversations every week. Uh, it's really important that people just get to understand, strip away a lot of this madness and, and just get to know each other on on a granular level, if you will. Agree with you 100 percent. And I think that that has been, you know, say what you want about social media, but that has been the one really great thing about social media is it has allowed the fans to connect with the celebrities um, on a, a little more personal level. And interact with them, even if it's just a hi, hello, how are you on Twitter or Facebook? Yep. It's yep. it's some sort of a connection. And so I think that's been a real benefit. Mm, couldn't have said that any better. So look, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and step away. We're going to take a pause for the cause. We'll be right back after this short break. And I'm just going to go ahead and talk for a few seconds because we're going to queue up a whole bunch of new stuff for next season, yada, yada, yada. And we'll come back and I'll just count us in in a second. And we'll do two, three, two, one. And 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're fresh out the break. It's your man, Dang DMYDC. Two mics up. We have today's guest, Brett Chapin. Uh, this gentleman is phenomenal. You've seen him on General Hospital. You've seen him in the film Saw. Uh, Brett has been an all-around talent, multi-talented uh, actor. And, you know, we talked about some of his career aspirations and what how he got interested in the first the first, I mean, I'm sorry, how he got interested in acting in the first half of our conversation. But Brett is also a, a creator in a sense. You know, he has a broadcast talk show uh, that he helped create. So I'm not going to introduce it. I want to let Brett take a few moments. Talk about your show. Give us the name. And what's it all about? And how did it come about, Brett? Uh, so the show is uh, called La La Land Talk. Uh, La La Land Talk is um, uh, the only, well, at the time, was the only nationally broadcast show by Los Angeles artists about Los Angeles artists. Wow. Um, so it was hosted uh, by myself and three different wonderful co-hosts over a four-year period. Uh, we did 200 episodes. And we talked to mainly Los Angeles-based artists, um, whether that be actors, musicians. Um, we, we, we had um, uh, writers on. We had directors on. Um, we had chefs on. We had a psychic on once. We had wow. um, a CVS pharmacist would come on every year and give us her flu shot. Um, anybody that was an artist in Los Angeles, we were open to talking to and we loved talking to. Uh, we had the opportunity to talk to everybody from Spike Lee and Bill Pullman wow. to, um, you know, lesser known artists. And um, it was just a really, really great, really kind of a special time in my life. And uh, I really enjoyed doing it. So, so do you ever think about maybe going back and, and and firing that up again? Or was that just like, you know, something that that moment in time or that space in place that, you know, sometimes when the moon, the sun and the stars all align and just kind of fall in place. Uh, you know, was that just that moment in time where you think that's something that you might revisit uh, in the future? Um, you know, we're going through something where we're reposting all the episodes right now on social media. I think we're out of 200 episodes. We're up to about 70 episodes at this point. Oh, wow. And wow. Um, it's it's been interesting seeing them again and, and kind of um, rewatching them again. I, I didn't really watch them when they originally came out um, just because I, I don't, I, I don't love watching myself on screen, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah um, I know. but I'm getting a chance to, to, to watch them a little bit um, as I'm posting them and as I'm having help posting them. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you never know. I guess you never know. I'm really having a great time doing uh, acting right now and concentrating on that right now. So that's been my focus, but um, you know, you never know what the future holds. Yeah, you know, you, you want to say it is weird, uh, and I will agree with you. You know, starting this, you know, 200 episodes. First of all, kudos to you because 200 is a lot, and you know, I'm slowly working our way up to you know, uh, we'll be season, you know, going into our fifth season, we'll be hitting around 130 episodes starting that, you know, and it nice. is a lot, and I, yeah, it, 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 and you know, the work that kind of goes into to a behind the scenes, and you understand that sometimes oh, yeah. scheduling and the difficulty, but like you said, early on. I hated listening to myself or even watching myself. Um, but then it became a thing where, well, how do you know how to get better unless you're what unless you're watching yourself? 
and, and listening to yourself because that too is it's work uh is this not something you turn the lights on you turn the microphone on and go it is just not that easy um so I, I get what you're saying but now i find myself i try to do it once a week i'll pick one or two episodes or recordings and sit there and try to dissect myself um and the reason why i bring this up is that something that you do for yourself let's just say working on a piece it doesn't have to be like the show like this but even in your acting like do you record yourself you know um when you're preparing to go you know um you know in front of a cast or whatever or an audition like do you record yourself and kind of dissect yourself or is it something that you just do mentally in your head well, it's interesting you bring that up because ever since the pandemic, it seems like most auditions have been self-recorded um, ah. that I've done. There's okay. a lot of self-taping going on, and that's that's been the. It seems like the audition process has has um, switched over from being an in-person process to now being a videotape. So whether I want to or not, I have to watch myself on video <laughs> to make sure that I, you know, I have it right. Um, so and and. Acting, it's it's a lot of other things now too. With that, um, mm -hmm. it's getting the lighting right, as you know, getting the camera angles right, getting the audio adjusted. It's not just the performance anymore. Um, right. So yeah, I think you 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 have you have to do that whether you want to or not, um, mm -hmm. because that's just what the process is now. Mm, man, so we're well. I, I want to say in your current status like if you can like is there anything else that you're working on outside of acting like do you do you like to write or direct or work on any other type of projects like that to, to help kind of fill in maybe those times when you're not aud auditioning for a role or you know any type of creative thing that you're working on as well like during your downtime or you know in your broken spaces yeah i mean the i'm not really are huge in, in on on writing um okay. i i could definitely see myself directing someday but that's not really something i'm focusing on right now mm -hmm. um there is a, a really great great project that i just uh finished working on so i do have a little bit of a free time right now but uh it's a show called mrs american pie it's coming up on uh, apple tv plus it's the um return of carol burnett to television um, so we're working with her on it. I, I just finished filming a bunch wow. of scenes with her on that. So wow. that's been amazing. Um, and uh, Kristen Wiig is involved. Ricky Martin is a part of it. Uh, wow. Mindy Cohen from The Facts of Life. Um, just got a really great uh, cast involved in that. So wow. honestly, the, the, the free time has been filled in with, with acting work. <laughs> and, hey, that's uh, what and then the that's, running that's stuff. Great. That's yeah. great, man. I mean, I I look forward to hear that. We'll make sure we get all that information and we put that in the show notes. We definitely want people to go out and watch and support, uh, you know, any and all of the all of the work that you have coming up. But I want to switch lanes and have a little fun for a second, Brett. You know, before you know, mm -hmm. we're coming on the backside of closing out the show. Uh, and I'm I, I always and this is the fan uh, part in me uh, when I have the opportunity to sit down and talk with our celebrity guests. But for you too, as where's well, that? Where's the celebrity? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. You, gotcha. yes. Um, okay. If there was one entertainer, you know, like you mentioned, like Carol Burnett, like, because that's like for those who don't know, like, she's huge. Uh, and I mean, yes. I loved her coming up. 
Um, but if there was one outsider, because that may have been one that you wanted to absolutely work with or probably never saw or thought you would work with. But if there was one entertainer that you could work with, who would it be and why? Right. I would love to work with Paul Newman. Um, wow. I think he's just such a, such a talented actor. Um, speaking about inf inspirational moments, that was another one, just seeing Cool Hand Luke when I was young. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And seeing his performance in that. Um, I think I would just learn a, a tremendous amount. I would have so many questions. And um, yeah, that, that would be a, a great opportunity, I think. And I think that has to be great, too, because you brought up a very good, you know, in that having the opportunity to work with such great, um, you know, that have been in the industry, like, what is that like to be able to pick their brain and, and take little nuggets and gems from them? Like, you know, how does that really work? And how do you apply those gems and nuggets uh, when you get them? Have you had any, like, you know, just working on the recent set? Yeah, well, I mean, just working with Carol recently and just being in the room and in her presence, um, I, I got to tell you, it was a, a huge rush. I didn't get a chance to get any acting tips from her or anything like that. But um, just being in the presence of that kind of greatness, I think we were all just kind of uh, awestruck a bit. Um, I, I have had the opportunity, though, to get advice from some very, very, very talented actors. And um, I've always tried to take his heart. Um, because if anybody knows what they're talking about, it's it's the guys that have been doing it for 30, 40 years. Um, and, and I don't think it's it's necessarily the guys with the, the loudest um, voice that are the smartest. I think it's yeah. uh, a lot of the time it's it's the ones that are a bit soft spoken that have the most knowledge because they've taken the time to observe rather yeah. than just um, running their mouth all the time. So. Mm. Yeah, man, I've that, been I've been very fortunate to get to get advice from some great actors. Man, that, that was very poignant what you said right there. Sometimes it's not the one who's the loudest. Those who can give you the, the best information. I, I really love that. I hope y'all heard that. That was a gem right here from Brett on two mics up. So <laughs> Boy, you know, because that stuff is is just a lot of times it's just a cover. It's a cover yeah. for insecurity. You know what I mean? It's it's the cover well, up that they, yeah. they you know. Mm. But anyway. No, that no, they please that, that you you hit it on the head, and that's why like sometimes when you hear things, sometimes you know, gotta let people just let that sink in for a second, you know, because that listening is is twice as hard than talking. That's why you got two ears and one mouth. It's twice as hard to listen, and sometimes you gotta take that that information in and, and really let it marinate before you open your mouth or before you do anything. So that was really a a, a great gem, Brett. I, um, I thank you for that. Um, but I do want to ask also, oh. you know, a lot of us don't do this. Uh, for free, right? And if you could have one or the other, fame or fortune, which would you choose? <laughs> Can I have neither one? They both sound like a lot of work. <laughs> um, I guess, I, I mean, if, if I had to choose, if I had to have one, I guess, um, I guess fortune, because then I could, um, you know, go go on an island somewhere and not to have to, you know, be bothered while I'm trying to eat my cornflakes. But um, <laughs> no, I, you know, fame and fortune, they're they're um, they're, I don't know that it's it's such a it's such a double edged sword. It those really type is. of things. It really, you is. know, it, not that I've had either one to know, but um, <laughs> it, I see, you know, you see what it it does to to some people. Yes. and and yes. how it changes some people and i would 
like to think that I would not be changed by that type of thing. Um, but I guess it's hard to know unless you're in the situation. Unless you're in that situation. And that's the only reason why I asked. It was just a little fun question. You know, no right or wrong answer. But, you know, it is a double-edged sword. And, you know, one half of one and one half the other. Um, but I, I agree with you. I'd probably take the, take the fortune. You can have the fame. Let me go about sure. my business. And like you say, eat my cornflakes on the island or do whatever I'm going to do uh, for myself <laughs> and my family. Yeah, don't bother me. Um, but it, it was a great conversation today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've been entertained and we've had the pleasure to sit down and talk with Brett Chapin today. Brett, before we go, I want to make sure that our audience can go out and follow you and uh, on social media. So please take a moment before we close out to please go ahead and share your social media information. Uh, well, we can go ahead and put it in the notes to make sure that everybody goes out and follows you and all the great work that you're doing out here uh, in, in the entertainment field. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, my uh, social media, you can find me on Instagram at brett.chapin. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at brettchapin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, and you can find me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash brettchapin. That has all my links. I'm all over the place on social media. So please come find me and follow me. And, and thank you for supporting always. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Two Mics Up is now your home as well, Brett. It has been an honor and a pleasure to sit here and talk with you today. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Another episode of Two Mics Up. You can also follow Two Mics Up online at www.twomicsup.com. You can follow us across our social media, IG, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Two Mics Up. And you know how we do as we close out, ladies and gentlemen. May you be safe. Stay blessed. Mike's out. Double O seven.